Well, hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Church podcast, a podcast across Uni Church Belfast, All Saints Church Belfast and St. Nicholas's Church Belfast. Uh, my name's Jodie and I am the host for this little mini series called Belonging, um, which is looking at what it looks like to be a member of our church. And tonight on the podcast, we have Peter Sands and Jeremiah Donald. Say hi, guys. How's it going? What's happening, everyone? Thanks so much for joining us. It's great to have you um, on the podcast this evening. Now, um, across our all of our church families there's some people who might know you really well and some who might not know you at all so I'm gonna hand over to Peter first and you're gonna tell us a little bit about yourself yeah cool um, I'm Peter I'm 24 um, I work as a barrister um, but I also uh, coach swimming as well mm-hmm. and if you listened to the podcast last week Peter's lovely wife Emily was on and she was telling us a little bit about some of the things you guys get up to week to week you are also a triathlete well, <laughs> in 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 the beginner stages of that, um, yeah, we both um are really interested in, in exercise and sport. Mm-hmm. We have done for a long time, so um, we've been trying our hand at kind of multi sport mm-hmm. exercise, which um is going okay so far. It's it's really fun. Yeah. as well. So. Peter yeah. is definitely the fittest man in uni church. <laughs> He's as fit as a butcher's dog. This man, look at him. That is a, that's a very kind. Well, you can't see him, but it's a very kind do. accolade. Yeah. But. A lot of red meat in his diet. Good stuff, Peter, good stuff. Um, and Jeremiah, what about you? Um, I think probably most of our listeners might know you. You're a bit of an old hand around these parts. Yeah, so I am Jeremiah, as has already been mentioned. I'm married to the wonderful Alice, and I am a primary school teacher, so we're teaching Inbrook Primary, which is, well, if you know it, just off the Crumlin Road there. And yeah, so I actually have been a part of All Saints since I was a child, and I've been very privileged to grow up in this church. It has mm-hmm. honestly been the most wonderful church family to be a part of. Mm-hmm. That's so lovely. Thanks so much. Well, it's great to have you guys um, on with us tonight. Now, the, the dreaded part of the podcast that everybody hates, what about a fun story? Who's got a fun story? I can volunteer one. Oh, um, great. So we, um, my family used to live in Australia. We lived there for mm-hmm. um, about 18 months when we were younger. And, Whereabouts, Peter? Um, Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, Unfortunate. So, <laughs> it was it was great back then. It's, it's like living in London there, right? <laughs> Ch- changed quite a lot. Still yeah. better than here. Still better well, than here. Yeah, <laughs> better weather anyway. Um, so on one um one particular trip, we went to visit Tasmania, mm-hmm. and um we were visiting uh, an animal park, which was super mm-hmm. exciting. Australia obviously full, mm. full of exciting animals, um and we were um in in this particular park went over to um, one of the pens and there were loads of Tasmanian devils flying about inside, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. And when you're like six or seven, it's just like, whoa. Oh, really? <laughs> um, and the ranger guy was like, you know, to parents, feel free to let your kids sit on the edge. Obviously, hold on to their backs. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if they want to get a better view, because quite a high thing, kids weren't able to see it. So my dad had me and my mum had my sister. Um, and I was sitting on the edge, feet were dangling, and watching them going, you know, flying about. And then one did bit my uh, foot, but it got my um, the edge of my shoe, um, oh, and whipped the shoe off, and started started tearing around <laughs> with my shoe. Um, and thank nothing happened to me. I was completely okay. fine. Um, but I got the shoe as like a, a token, so um, with with a few bite marks in it. That is amazing. That is. Have you still got the shoes? I don't have them, but they might be somewhere like buried yeah. in the attic. In a cabinet in your mum's house. Mauled by, <laughs> by a Tasmanian devil. Well, Jeremiah, can you beat that? Well, probably not, to be honest, but I've bought <laughs> myself a bit of time. So last year, Jodie asked me to be part of kids' church during lockdown. 
and I performed a role called Gym with Jerry. It was a very <laughs> abstract sort of workout. You had stuff like transfiguration traps. <laughs> right. Unbelievable scenes. The links were tenuous. Oh, they were. They were. <laughs> And um, during the very last session, I think it was like a superheroes. Oh, it was Incredible Faith. Do you remember that? Yeah. So I was dressed as Captain America, and And I dressed as Wonder Woman every week. Oh, ten weeks. Yeah, yeah. Wonder what was coming. Yeah, Wonder Woman again. But on the very last sort of exercise, it was some sort of a squat. Could have been Salvation squats. Let's go for. And I absolutely done myself. Oh no! Like I came down really heavy, and I actually did. A disc in my back. No, you didn't. Seriously? I did. Honestly, you don't know this. And salvation yeah. squats. It's so my fault. That's now's terrible. a good time to tell you that I'm actually going to be suing uni. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I absolutely wrecked myself, and I had I made like a gif of the moment that it happened. <gasps> no, but I suppose it's not really funny at all. No. I've been left. My lower back is like a wet noodle these days. I'm oh, all Jeremiah, over the place. That is awful. But yeah, that's I've, what happened during. So you've Gym just with l- Jerry. laid it on thick and I now have. I feel incredibly I put my body guilty. on the line for this church. <laughs> yes, has, has the gift been circulated? Is mm. that that's more to the point? Well, I don't know. Mm. Offering mm. your body's living sacrifice exactly. right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very practical application to Romans. <laughs> body line on, yeah. on, on the Yeah, kid. yeah. Absolutely. And do you know what? The kids loved it. The they dead. The it. dead. It was like that was the, the highlight. Thing. You know, never uh-huh. mind the Bible teaching all about yeah, yeah. You can't top Worth that. One of the kids was the creating pain. his own vlogs after this. He was so inspired. Inspired indeed. Yeah. He did a much better job than I did, albeit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's great, guys. Well, um, Jeremiah, you've already mentioned that you've been part of um, our church family here for your whole life mm-hmm. um and um peter um you not for just for so long but um you guys are both christians and so we'd love to hear from you guys about um what that's looked like for you how did you become a christian what did that mean for you and how has it impacted your life since do you want to go first peter yeah i'll go for it so um i uh, grew up in a in a christian home um which was which is fantastic both my mom and dad were have been christians since they were um, pretty young, so I grew up going to church, Sunday school, um, all a lot, and definitely would have called myself uh, a Christian, would have given mm-hmm. myself that label at school mm-hmm. because it was cool um, and because mm-hmm. the, the good people definitely called themselves Christians and mm-hmm. went to see you, ask you, whatever. Yeah. Um, and knew, knew plenty of, had plenty of Bible knowledge um, and, and felt like I was doing some, some good application as well. Uh, but then when I was, got a bit older and um, did confirmation classes, um, I was I was speaking to my my minister who was the one who was leading the classes and was sort of talking about uh, when he had become a Christian. He could remember quite specifically. Um, it was a point in time where he really realised just what a major uh, thing he was doing. And what he explained was, uh, it was at the, at the end of a, a camp, and the leader at the camp said, "You know, is there anybody here who who feels like they want to become a Christian?" But I mean, it just mean trusting in in jesus's death and mm-hmm. resurrection um for our sins mm-hmm. and uh he said he was like oh i'm not sure whether i'm not ready for that like it's a huge thing and i was listening to this sort of thinking goodness i've never really viewed it as a big thing i'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure i've really taken it mm. seriously mm-hmm. and um at that point i was really shocked because it was such a massive thing for him and i was thinking i have never had that moment and not everybody will have that mm-hmm. moment and um, but for me it was a real convicting moment where i was thinking goodness i don't think i've been been living as a christian so actually at that point i would say i committed um my life to jesus in in a real sense because i knew and believed Mm -hmm. everything but Mm -hmm. there was absolutely no practical application Mm -hmm. in my life at all Mm -hmm. and so that was really the turning point um since then been doing my best to to live um 
as much like Jesus as I can mm-hmm. using him as the as the only example for that um mm. around that time sort of finishing school I had, I had big identity issues mm. and what I mean by that is in terms of where I was vesting a lot of my uh, worth um so I come from a competitive swimming background um and uh, to a, a reasonable level um but it was really huge in my life as in mm-hmm. like my life pretty much revolved around mm-hmm. it to the extent that it was um was really um becoming quite consuming so 18 plus hours a week and mm-hmm. um, throughout school and perf- when performances went well things were class mm-hmm. and when things yeah. were things were bad my goodness they were bad mm-hmm. um and I had to see sports psychologists um at the time and to see whether or not we could try and sort it out um but it wasn't until I actually was like speaking to other christians mm-hmm. and sort of saying just reminding me listen your your identity is completely sorted because it's in christ mm-hmm. and not in anything else mm-hmm. and that has huge application in terms of career work mm-hmm. money family relationships mm-hmm. all those sorts of things um so that's been been something that has been a major thing for me yeah that's mm-hmm. incredible thanks so much um for sharing that oh, with us awesome. peter um what about you jeremiah yeah so probably not too dissimilar to peter in some of the things that he's mentioned there as i said i grew up in this church and I would say that I committed my life to the Lord when I was very young. Now, mm-hmm. I really remember actually driving back from my granny's, my sister and my mum talking to me sort of about the gospel and about sin. It was about four years of age. Mm-hmm. Like, you think that's quite young, but I was a wee rip-like, so I, I definitely did things wrong and I was aware of that. Mm-hmm. But I would say then I committed my life to Jesus. Now, my understanding of that till I was about maybe 13, 14 was sort of like a get out of hell free card mm-hmm. i was like i don't want to go to hell mm-hmm. so i'd better be a christian mm-hmm. but i really remember one night when i was 14 and again i was actually just talking to my mom and i really i suppose considered like the enormity of what god had done in sending jesus mm-hmm. and it was in fact because i was so undeserving of mm-hmm. god's grace but yet god had granted me his grace through jesus mm-hmm. to actually have a relationship and being that right and good relationship with him mm-hmm. and throughout school yeah like i had great christian friends at school which was a, a good help mm-hmm. i think uh, i think probably similar to peter it wasn't necessarily you know always lived out in the mm-hmm. way it should have been and i suppose even having christian friends even been part of this church I was riding the wave a wee bit, like mm. I was carried along. And I went to uni in Brighton. And I remember, like, I was so used to having loads of Christian activities. You know, my week was filled with Christian Union, different youth clubs, BB, things like that. I went off to Brighton and all of a sudden I was in this uni where there was, I was the only Christian on my course. Mm. We had five guys in our Christian Union mm-hmm. and that was it. And like, this is a uni the size, same size as Queen's, you wow. know. And I thought... I need to actually take a wee bit of ownership of my own faith now Mm -hmm. because of the pressures of life and, you know, getting sucked one way and another by the world. I think then was probably when I actually probably started taking my faith really seriously, Mm -hmm. started actually getting into a proper routine of reading my Bible, Mm -hmm. seeing seeing the importance of that and also actually wanting to witness, you know, and evangelize properly to those around me Mm -hmm. and actually seeing that it wasn't just because I you know, didn't do these things that it mm-hmm. made me a Christian because I fell into many of those traps. Probably a lot of them were maybe politically motivated when I was mm-hmm. younger, but I actually seen, you know, Jesus is the only way. It's not that I, you know, believe this or because I'm this sort of a person. Mm-hmm. It's only through Jesus. It's through nothing that I've done. And from then, yeah, 
it is just continuously sustaining your faith by Mm -hmm. doing what the Lord has commanded us to do, you know, to keep that relationship with him by reading your Bible. And God is faithful even when we are faithless. Mm -hmm. That is so, so great to hear that story, Jeremiah. And I think you've already touched on a few things there um, that have really helped sustain your faith Mm -hmm. over that journey and through that time. Um, Now, one thing that I want us to um, sort of think about tonight um, is our church community. And we're going to come on to that in a little bit. Um, But maybe this is something both of you guys could chip in on. Um, Why do you think that um, it is important to be part of a local church family a christian community where you are um, to help you grow in your faith why is that an important thing hmm. i'm going to use a really awful cliche but i've heard this a lot of times mm-hmm. there's an old story of a man that goes to visit you know well a minister actually goes to visit an elderly member of his congregation and the woman says you know what i don't really feel you know really a part of the church anymore you know i don't don't feel like i get much out of it for myself mm-hmm. and the fire was sort of burning there and the minister goes up and he takes a coal out of the burning fire using the tongs obviously <laughs> and he sets it in the hearth mm-hmm. and he says what has happened to that coal and the coal immediately goes black from where mm-hmm. it was burning before and he said that is a good example of what mm-hmm. happens when you're not part of your church mm-hmm. and i know that too i felt very isolated as i say i went to brighton i felt very isolated when mm-hmm. i wasn't in a church and i seen the importance of i need to get stuck in here because the christian walk is a walk that we should be walking with others we mm-hmm. need that community we need that community of support and encouragement because so often, and this is something I really value within church, a lot of the times when I perhaps am doing not so good, when I'm finding things difficult, I can go to guys that I know and I trust and mm-hmm. I can say, right, can you pray for me? Yeah. And always, it's not just prayer, it's biblical encouragement coming back to, mm-hmm. you know, pointing my eyes to Jesus because mm-hmm. I so often kind of get, you know, take my eyes off the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the only thing I'd add to that, I think, Again, I had um, something helpful said to me when I went away to university as well. And, you know, there was lots of different churches being shown about through the Christian unions. And, the, you know, the, the, the advice was feel free to, to try a couple of churches out, but settle quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, spiritual homelessness <laughs> in the sense of not being in a church or floating through churches is, is really counterproductive mm-hmm. um, because you don't have any kind of consistency you're not regularly hearing the Bible mm-hmm. taught. And as Jeremiah said, you have no real accountability mm-hmm. and accountability is yeah. a huge Lots growth of. area, mm-hmm. both for you being, um, you know, being held accountable from someone else, but also you having responsibility and holding someone else accountable mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. It goes both ways. It's incredibly valuable mm-hmm. uh, and, and essential actually for any Christian. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Well, that kind of brings us on to the next thing I want us to talk about. So obviously we're in this um, little mini series where we've been, um, talking about our five m's at church um, and we are now up to our last m which is maturity now peter you are the what we call the m rep for maturity um now for a lot of people who are listening to the podcast this um stuff is all very much behind the scenes and they maybe haven't really heard about it or thought about it before so could you first of all explain what the maturity umbrella covers and then what is your job as the rep for maturity for our church yeah, I think maturity in terms of what it's going to mean, what it means for us is, I guess, looking after the spiritual progression, I suppose, mm-hmm. of our uni members at uni church. So responsibility for pointing people in the right direction mm-hmm. in terms of ensuring that there is growth and hence the name growth group. And we'll come on to talk about it in a little, in a little mm-hmm. moment. In terms of my role, 
Um, I'm involved with um, coordinating the growth groups, mm-hmm. um, assisting leaders, doing some training with them, uh, plugging new people into mm-hmm. to growth groups. Uh, and, and also there are some um, events as well that we'll have that are internal at church maybe or we'll point people towards external events, conventions. It's kind of hard to imagine all of those things in yeah. the pandemic world, but um, <laughs> um, God willing, not to those sort of things won't be too far away. Um, but yeah, my, my role, I suppose, is just to ensure that um, our members at Uni Church are not um, comfortable being stagnant in their faith and mm. sort of staying where they are. You know, we want to keep things um, moving, and um, maturity as a concept um, is about. Um, gaining increasing all those sorts of things so that's what we're we're trying to do mm-hmm. that is mm. that's super helpful well yeah. um for any of our listeners if you've been around our church family for any amount of time you will have heard us banging on and on and on about growth groups growth groups are the lifeblood here of yeah. our church like people love their growth groups but um and either of you guys can kind of go for this why do we value growth groups so much at our church and maybe even just unpack a little bit about what they are for people who might not know i can i can take what they are and maybe you can talk about why they're so yeah, important yeah, go for it. Um, well growth groups are really small groups um studying the bible on a regular basis mm-hmm. and, and we go every week here at church, we do go we? every week um which is great because there's consistency there and that is the way to develop relationships so they've really got a, a dual purpose primarily mm-hmm. it's about um, studying God's word in a small um, environment with fewer numbers of people where you mm-hmm. can uh, challenge each other mm-hmm. and you can be led and you can ask questions and mm-hmm. you can dig into the text, the particular text you're looking at um, probably much more so than you would do when you're listening to um, it being taught on a mm-hmm. Sunday morning mm-hmm. or evening. Um, and secondly, and what comes off that is fellowship. And, mm. and it's an incredible opportunity for getting close to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeremiah will talk about how, how good they are in practice <laughs> yeah, and why yeah. they're so important. Um, but that's the kind of the dual um, purpose of mm-hmm. them. And it seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as Jody says, like we're always beating on from the front about <laughs> being part of a growth group. And I myself, like probably when I'm talking to you in church, if you've ever met me as well, I'll be saying the same thing. But yeah, we've touched on community already. And that community is is key. Now, we have a great community, I think, within uni church. Mm-hmm. But having that sort of closer knit uh, time around the word and fellowship is it's amazing. And I've been part of many different Bible study groups. But I think even the way... Uh, the format of growth groups, the fact that it is weekly, I think is such a great thing because it does become part of your weekly routine. It's not mm-hmm. something that you sort of make, you know, I'll go to that one, you know, once a mm-hmm. month or whatever. It is part of your weekly routine. And it's great uh, to have that accountability. Peter mentioned that there. Mm-hmm. And it is so, so important, I think, to have accountability in the Christian walk. And I think the sort of the way growth groups are set up, it really fosters that. Mm-hmm. And it allows people to sort of come and be honest and share, you know, perhaps points that they didn't understand from the passage, mm-hmm. didn't understand from the sermon. And usually, you know, there's somebody within the growth group will have maybe understood it in some way or mm-hmm. whatever. It's a great place to be able to sort of head ideas off one another. And mm-hmm. yeah, growth groups are wonderful. They mm-hmm. really, really are. I absolutely love being a part of one. And I know that I've benefited massively, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the past two years that I've been part of one here in Uni Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that brings me on to what I was going to ask you guys next. So here in this room, we have three different growth groups um, mm-hmm. represented. So I am part of a girls' growth group. Jeremiah, you're part of a guys' growth group. And Peter, you're part of a mixed growth group. Um, mm-hmm. So can you share maybe, is there one thing that stands out for you guys from this year as something that you've really valued from mm-hmm. being part of your growth groups? 
I would say, well, I don't know if I'll keep this to one, but I'll try my best. <laughs> but certainly, I think you're even touched on this in a sermon recently. He mentioned that somebody within his, uh, well, not, sorry, somebody within the church had actually said that they never thought they would be friends with people mm-hmm. within their growth group if they had sort of met them in uni mm-hmm. church and that would have been that mm-hmm. and that was actually people from my growth group mm-hmm. because I think there's about five or six of us could say the same thing there's people <laughs> that I would never imagine that are you know quite dissimilar to me in a lot mm-hmm. of ways but I have grown so close to them and mm-hmm. it is through just building relationships week to week mm-hmm. actually getting to the point where I really trust these lads mm-hmm. and I know that I can bring anything to them and yeah. that that's wonderful yeah you know even I'm sure you can both say as married people too mm-hmm. it's wonderful to be able to just come for me as a mm-hmm. man and say look I'm struggling I'm not mm-hmm. doing a good job here mm-hmm. with my wife mm-hmm. perhaps I'm struggling in this area mm-hmm. perhaps you know in work I'm mm-hmm. you know getting the wrong end of the stick all the time, whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. And I think it is so, so important of that accountability. And I love the accountability that I have in my group. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I'm a big fan of the age and stage kind of idea. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is having people in your growth group who are similar age and similar stage in in Mm -hmm. life as well. Mm -hmm. And as far as we can, we try and um, develop that in uni church as well. There's value, there's huge value in having a more, uh, more widely mixed demographic mm-hmm. group as well but and we have some of those we do yeah too. we do mm-hmm. absolutely um but also i think there's a real place for um you know single gender um mm-hmm. groups where um people are all at a similar stage mm-hmm. and then also um as i've been part of this year um a married couples group too mm-hmm. um and, and sort of touching on what jeremiah has already said I guess, an opportunity to be talking about the same kind of issues affecting Mm -hmm. everyone and understanding each other really well. So when it comes to perhaps a challenging point in the text you're studying, Mm -hmm. you're all able to relate. Or when it comes to sharing prayer requests, Mm -hmm. a lot of us, you know, know how that that thing might feel and are able Mm -hmm. to provide wisdom, advice, all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So being able to have that um is pretty special yeah mm. that's really great thanks so much guys mm-hmm. well um jeremiah i've got a question for you now mm-hmm. you obviously lead your guys group um and i was just wondering if you could tell our listeners uh, maybe just a little bit about what that's like to lead a growth group and obviously this year's been a bit different in lots of ways but um i guess that aside you as a growth group leader what has been um some encouragements what have been some challenges um mm-hmm. joys what's it been like yeah sure so yes i co-lead uh, growth group with Jack Gibson mm-hmm. and we sort of would split the studies you know week about mm-hmm. in terms of preparing them now I would say the preparation as a leader is wonderful it's mm-hmm. great to actually just get stuck in and it is intensive mm-hmm. and whether that even I think for me initially was goodness I don't want to get caught out with a question mm-hmm. here so I'd better know this stuff mm-hmm. but actually it has forced me to mm-hmm. get really deep into different passages from the bible mm-hmm. and yeah, we, as I say, we lead week about. One of the one of the challenges I'll start off with, first of all, I suppose in growth group it is, and especially over the past year, it's been difficult maybe for people to just always be there. Sure. And initially, I suppose I did find that uh, discouraging, maybe mm-hmm. that some people weren't there each week. And yeah, I just felt maybe that, I felt bad for them that they weren't maybe getting or mm-hmm. reaping the benefits, mm-hmm. you know, of the group. But on the flip side of that, one of the biggest encouragements has been just seeing guys grow. Mm -hmm. There's one guy in our growth group has started a one-to-one and he would say that's due to the encouragement Mm -hmm. that he has got within growth group, people pushing him on Mm -hmm. as well. And as a leader, 
I mean, I feel like a leader maybe in the sense that I'm actually, you know, asking the questions and mm-hmm. asking people to read and pray and stuff. But I do still feel just as much a part of it. Yeah. Like I'm still learning alongside the guys. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't know all the answers yeah. of all the questions they ask. Mm-hmm. And I've learned so much and really feel a part of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is such a wonderful thing. And one of the other things I do want to mention is, I suppose the age range, like mm-hmm. we have growth groups from lots of different demographics, as Peter's already mentioned there. And there is growth groups for everybody in Mm -hmm. our church and I think no matter what age you are you Mm -hmm. will really benefit from actually having you know that constant weekly bible study bit of a closer knit community Mm -hmm. there as well Mm -hmm. and you will benefit from it yeah that's absolutely right Mm -hmm. um now Peter you can keep me right on this I don't know if you'll know off the top of your head but can you recall um across the board how many people we have in growth groups at our church I think it's about 105 including leaders brilliant so that is and is that um evening congregation that uni church that's evening congregation that's uni church and then obviously we have more in the morning so there's about another 70 ish is that right 60 maybe slightly less yeah Yeah. so there's a huge number of people actually at our church who are in growth groups really the majority of people i would actually say so do you guys have any um top tips for growth group members what would you how do you be a good growth group member what do you Mm. reckon good question i think commitment Mm. and realize what you're signing up for Mm -hmm. because it it is you're it's not it's not a chore it's complete opposite but by signing up you're saying i am committing to you guys you girls i'm Mm -hmm. committing to you guys as leaders to attend uh, because good groups work when everyone's there everyone's fully invested the leaders are prepped and mm-hmm. that's where you know real um genuine spiritual growth happens and mm-hmm. jeremiah is talking about you know what what's happened in his group this year and that's all been on zoom you know mm-hmm. and there have been loads of other stories from from groups this year um about similar sort of stories which is incredibly encouraging yeah um so i think openness bit of preparation as well mm. leaders have to do the majority of yeah. the prep mm-hmm. um but uh group members should should whether or not it's plugging into the sermon if it's based on a, a passage that's being taught on a sunday mm-hmm. or just having a, a read and mm-hmm. and maybe a prayers um, before they go sure mm-hmm. yeah anything yeah. you want to add to that yeah i'll probably just echoing what peter said there like yeah you, you get out what you put in in yeah. a sense and you know you're gonna build trust mm-hmm. you're more likely to build trust if you're gonna be there mm-hmm. each week and you're yeah. gonna be committed mm-hmm. uh, to the guys and yeah commitment is is the number one thing you yeah. know and you will mm-hmm. you will reap the benefits yeah and it's, it's great even just hearing you guys say that what we're looking for from our growth group members is active membership it's not yeah. a passive thing it's not that you turn up and the leader runs the whole show but mm. actually every member is valued and every member has a part to play and when they're not there they're missed yeah um so that's just a really i think an encouraging thing because it shows how valuable um each member of our groups are um well just to finish up um there's obviously some of our listeners who have only maybe just started coming to our church in the last year or over lockdown or whatever um and they maybe haven't got to join a group mm-hmm. yet or maybe someone's listening to this a little bit down the line and they're thinking about joining a growth group and um, what would be your advice and i guess even the next step to take if someone is in that boat they're thinking about joining a growth group at our church in short do it uh, mm-hmm. if you're considering totally. it um it's it's a for me um it's a real no-brainer i, I talked earlier about um uh, you know without having a church you know you're spiritually homeless mm-hmm. once you're in church you have a spiritual home but by joining a growth group you're really embedding yourself in mm-hmm. the life of, of church and mm-hmm. 
it, it is a bit of a cliche, but you speak to tons of people who will say, I did not properly feel part of church until I was <laughs> yeah. in a small group. Yeah, exactly. loads of people say that, don't they? And it, it is just true. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we, we could say that from the front every week and mm-hmm. it would sound really good. But yeah. the number of people you speak to who said, yeah. I joined a growth group and I met people and now I feel like I've been here forever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I suppose for someone on the outside who's thinking, mm, it looks like quite a big church and I'm just not sure. And we're coming off mm-hmm. the back of a lot of virtual services and I don't really know anyone. Mm-hmm. That is the, the way to do it, Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I think like everybody, in fact, that's been interviewed of late, Mm -hmm. uh, we've sort of been doing a a bit of an interview series of people that have just joined the church within Mm -hmm. the last year. And every single person has mentioned that it was great to be part of the church, but actually getting stuck in, getting invested, getting embedded Mm -hmm. in our church through Growth Group has Mm -hmm. actually allowed them to feel at home. And you will make friends, like that's the thing. And as I say, there's people in my Growth Group that I didn't think that I'd be friends with probably at the start of the year that I'm now really, really good friends Mm -hmm. with. And I really rely on, and mm-hmm. I think that's the natural, you know, process for everybody that gets stuck in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we've had the a pretty comprehensive chat here tonight about growth groups, but I think the resounding takeaway message is that they are great. We love mm-hmm. them; they're very much part of our church. And um, for any of our listeners, um, if you're not part of one, uh, we'd love you to be part of one. 100%. And I guess yeah. you can chat to me about that, chat to Jeremiah, but probably first port of call would be Peter. Yeah. So um, they can get in touch with you or um, even just fill them a welcome to church card. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, and for everybody who's listening along, we hope that you have loved your growth groups this year as much as we have and are excited about signing up again for next year. Can't um, but yeah, mm-hmm. thanks very much for joining us um, and um, we'll see you all next week. Bye. See you later. See you later.